Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr. and I'm here with Coach Barnes. And today we got a great show. We have two very special guests. We have the Garland brothers uh, out of Mount Clemens High School. Uh, Dewan Garland, head coach of Mount Clemens, and Dante Garland, his brother, is the offensive coordinator. Um, you guys, uh, this is pretty cool. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, man. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Duan, um, I'll start with you since you're the head coach. Um, if you could just kind of give the people a brief explanation of um your coaching experience and kind of how you got to Mount Clemens. Uh yeah, so uh graduated from Warren Fitzgerald in 2000. Uh after that I played uh junior college ball for two years. Uh then finished at an NAI school in Iowa, William Penn University and you know, from there, I coached over in Macomb County for over 13 years. Uh, then in 2018, I was uh, blessed to be a graduate assistant at Wayne State University. I was there for a little over a year. Uh, then right after that, uh, I moved to, I accepted a position. I had to, like, literally leave in, like, three days. I went out to uh, Iowa Falls at Ellsworth Community College. Uh, I was there for uh, two and a half years. I was the defensive line coach and academic coordinator. Uh, moved back here in uh, January of 22 and was at Harper Woods for a couple months. And, you know, Mount Clemens opening up and, you know, I applied. Uh, my brother, he was like, man, you just go ahead and apply, man. So I applied, got the job and, you know, we got over there in May and hit the ground running for the most part. That's awesome. Um, Dante, um, welcome to the show. Uh, glad you, you could be on here. Can you tell us a, a bit about your, yourself? Yeah, um, this will be my 14th year of coaching high school football. So I started really young. I, I only played a year of college football. I busted on my shoulder, uh, came home um, and immediately started coaching. So I've been coaching football since I was 19 years old. Um, this is my fifth school. Yep. Fifth school. Um, just, just happy to be back, uh, with my brother, man, coaching again and, and happy to have that dynamic and, um, happy for him. He was just named athletic director. So it kind of makes things a little bit easier for us, uh, to get things done. So I'm just excited about you know, this next season, man, trying to build on what we did. That's awesome. So I want to start off the show um, with with you guys talking a bit about the dynamic of of being brothers and, and coaching t t together. Uh, Duan, being the head coach and having your brother as the offensive coordinator, what kind of um, dynamic does that create? Because you guys are obviously close off the field. How does that re relationship work on the field? Oh man, it's uh, it it, it works good. It's 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 smooth, man. Because like it, it's funny because this is something like when we were both younger, you know, we always talked about doing like playing uh NCAA football in the basement. We were like, and this is like back in like like oh four oh five, and we were like, man, one day we're gonna be be coaching, we're gonna win games, and you know all that. So just to have it happen and now it's just it's just so fun man it's an easy transition uh i think the the, the easiest thing 
was that, you know, my brother came from a small school at Southfield Christian. So like he kind of knew, you know, what practices should look like, how it should be ran, you know, working with small numbers. So that was, you know, that's definitely a blessing to have. How about you, Dante? Uh, how has this worked for you? As far as, as, you know, us hitting the ground running, it was really, uh, you know, collaborative effort. And like you said, you know, I had been in that environment before. So that was kind of really easy for us on the, on the football part. But as far as knowing how to handle each other, like that was, that was all new. Um, but I mean, he's, he's really easy to coach for, man. Like he, he lets his guys coach. Um, he doesn't try to get in the way. If he wants to see something, uh, he'll say it. I mean, I think there was probably one time this year where, where we had, where we had something and that was just me being dumb. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we were, we were playing, uh, we were playing community. Um, Don, Don, our quarterback, he, uh, he actually made off uh, first team all conference and literally like we had been running quarterback dive and quarterback power all year. And I think he maybe had one fumble all year. And in this game, this one game, he had three fumbles already. And mind you, he had like 80 yards rushing. So there's like at least two of those fumbles were runs of like 20 or more, and he ended up fumbling. And Juan came to me and was like, stop running him. Like, stop running him. Don't put him in that position. And I literally looked at him and I said, "We're he's running the ball 15 yards every time he every time he gets it, he's running for 15 yards." I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I cannot stop running this. Literally, we come back in the next series. I run it again. He fumbles. The kid and Juan just look at me and I just go, "You know what? I'm an idiot. You both are right. I'm sorry. That's it. That's probably the one. That's probably the one time we bicker all year. But other than that." I mean, it really doesn't. It really doesn't affect us. We know how to communicate with each other. We know how to sift through stuff. So, it's pretty good. We had the one other time. It wasn't like a bicker, but it was at uh, when we played uh, Melvindale ABT. And oh, at the end, at the yeah, end of the so we yeah. played Melvindale ABT. So, you know, obviously the kids they go off. They go off emotions for the most part. Like especially when they got a good rapport, they see everything. So. For some reason, the refs they screwed up the overtime rules. So instead of I think we go, you supposed to go in high school from like the twenty yard line. You get four chances. You go on offense or defense first, right? So they literally made us like kick the ball off. I'm like, what? So I'm like, whatever. So they made them kick. They made made us kick off, or and we didn't do anything. We got the ball first. Then Melvindale got it. So they throw an interception. And we pick it off. So we're in like side our own 10 and it's literally like a minute left. So like now it's really like clock management now because we don't want to give them the ball in good field position. So I tell my brother, like, look, like I'm trying to go home. I didn't come here to be conservative. Let's just win the game. First play, we throw a pass. We I don't think we might have like one time I left. First play, we throw a pass incomplete. So second play, we run it. We throw a pass. We got, we got the guy beat. So now it's incomplete again. So now it's like a clock management thing. So my brother's like, you know, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just told you. I'm like, I didn't come here to be conservative. Let's win the game. Run the exact same play. He throw it. 
like 90 yard touchdown ball game. So that, that was it was a crazy moment, a lot of emotions, but we got the win. It was I was a- flipping out. I'm flipping out on the sideline, worried about giving these guys the ball back with 20 seconds left, and we got a punt out of our end zone. He's staring me dead in the face, saying, "Throw the ball!" Like we came here to win the game. Throw the ball, and to win like that, and to have him like have that confidence in in me and our side of the ball. And that moment was that was unreal, man. Well, that's everything uh, the offensive coordinator wants to hear from your head coach, right? Like, go win it. You know, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So when you, uh, Dewan, when you were, you know, considering the the head coach position at Mount Clemens, um, did you reach out to Dante? Um, you know, kind of kind of run it by him, talk to him about it, or was he? Um, I mean, when you were taught, thinking about putting a staff together, did you did you give them the heads up ahead of time? Like, hey, I'm going to apply for this job. I want you to be a part of it. Um, how did that all transpire? Nah, he literally, he literally, it was the other way around. He's like, uh, you know, he called me. He's like, bro, I think you should, you know, apply for this job. You know, it's small school. You know, we, we knew we were going to have athletes, you know, but we knew it was going to be a tough task. Uh you know, we already knew we had a couple couple guys that was going to come along for the ride with us that, you know, uh, he played with and I coached. And, uh, you know, from there on, it was, you know, everybody was all in. And, man, we just we just had fun with it. You know, just another thing my brother said, like, you know, I don't – I'm the type of guy, man, like, you know, one thing I learned early was, you know, always be yourself. So, you know, kids, they, they can – you know, they know whether you're, you know, fake or real. And, you know, we, we just, all my guys, man, you know, about me, it's not about X's and O's, but are you good with people? So that's just my main thing. Are you good with people and you care about kids? And, you know, uh, my staff, they, they do a great job without, without the, them guys. I'm nothing. Uh, it was, it was fortunate. I had caught COVID like during the playoff game. So I was out all week, but you know, they didn't miss a beat. You know, they, they ran things well, like as if I was there. So just what type of staff I have, man. Dante, can you talk about how special it was this season? Um, you guys had uh, a decent amount of success, and you know you won your your, your league. Um, to to do that at, my, at Mount Clemens in in the first season uh, is pretty special. Can can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, oh man, it it literally it literally. Um, I wish I could say like from the beginning that that we had that camaraderie and that we had that mental fortitude and toughness, but man, that's something like that. We really, really kept building on within the season. I mean, first game, first game was at Lincoln. That was really our, that was really our scrimmage. We were supposed to be in a four way with, uh, with Brian. We were supposed to be in a four way and literally Literally, like a day before at practice, I think we had like 12 or 13 kids, man. I don't even think we had that. And we were trying to figure out how to piece together a team to go and have a four-way. And we couldn't even like put an offense out there. And we like that's probably one of the toughest decisions that we had all year was to cancel that scrimmage. Was because, you know, we really felt like we were when we were all together that we were talented but we just didn't know what we had and really losing that first game to Lincoln in the fashion that we lost it. I think it was 36, six. And 
that was our scrimmage. Like we realized what we had, where we had to play kids. And the kids also realized like, you know, they had to buckle down and that it was going to be hard work. And I think from that point on that week two, when we, uh, when we beat Pontiac, then that kind of was like the momentum shift of the season. Like they kind of really believed in what we were doing. Um, we got the community around us. We got the school around us. You can tell, like you can just tell when things are, are clicking and starting to be different. And I feel like, you know, we've kind of kept that momentum here in the off season and we've been telling them all off season, like last year was special, but now it's responsibility of, of keeping that prestige and, and keeping that, you know, that momentum that we built from last year and trying to build, build a real program. Yeah. What are, what are, uh, you know, along those lines, what are some things now this off season that, uh, you know, you've talked to your kids about, or what are some goals or visions, you know, going forward, uh, you know, with your group of kids that are returning. So um, I'm sure you guys know this from other stops in your coaching career. Like when you, when you reach the, when you reach the so-called pinnacle or you reach something where you've accomplished it, sometimes it's really easy, easy to, even as a coach to kind of step back and, and pat yourself on the back a little bit and feel good as you should be proud of what you did. But you know, it's, it's can be pretty challenging to motivate your kids and your staff to want to go do it again. Tell us about your thought process there. Uh, so, I mean, just to go off my brother said like that, that last year's team, like those kids, you know, after week one, you know, they were kind of like, you know, before even week one, they were like on the fence, you know, they were kind of fight us back a little bit, not arguing wise, but just kind of like, you know, uh, showing up or practice being consistent with that just because, you know, they kind of, that's what they've been used to. That was the culture, right? So once we change that after week one, then the buy-in picks up. So the, the senior class, which we had eight, we got eight guys leaving. We got 16 guys uh, returning. So uh, these those 16 guys returning, like they kind of know what to expect now, right? Because that foundation that these seniors built, they they kind of left that. So now it's to a point where they don't want to be that, that those guys who kind of like dropped the ball, right? Because this senior class this past year, you know, they build that foundation, you know, now we got the the walls up. So now it's up to this class now to kind of put the roof on, put the shingles on and kind of, you know, keep building from there. So uh, they know what's at hand. They're excited. Uh, our staff, we're excited. And, you know, now we want to get out of the first round of the playoffs. You know, we, we got to the playoffs. Now we want to make a deep run. So, you know, that's something the guys are, we're pushing them a little harder just because they know the expectation now. So it's, it's, it's been good. It's been pretty good so far. There's a there's a room where you scheduled a week nine opponent just because you thought it'd be an easy win. So <laughs> I'm not not sure you guys want to touch on that or not, but that's the coaching rumor. Um, so I uh, just, just wanted to address that and see if there's any truth to that. Oh, uh, no, those are those are Wikipedia facts. No, that's that's <laughs> false. We probably have, we, we probably have one of the hardest schedules in Division eight. Yeah, yeah. We wanted the you know, so. You know, the schedule was obviously it was it was put in place before we got there. Uh, it was not not conference, not, nothing against, you know, th those schools that we played this past year. But, you know, we kind of want to 
we want we want to challenge and we want to play teams that you know they've been consistent in the playoffs. You know they they they're coached well. Uh, they have great programs. So you know that was kind of our focus is you know we want to see where we're at and we want to play those teams to get better and you know get ready for the playoffs. Which we kind of I mean with this non-conference schedule we had, you know. We, we weren't feel like we were challenged enough. So we're excited about that. We opened up uh, with Lincoln again. Uh, then week two, we got Parkway. Uh, week three, we playing Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. And, and week nine, uh, we're playing Bishop Foley. So we're we're excited. So that, the game against Bishop Foley, um, where, where is that at? Is, it, is that at Foley or about Clemens? Come on, you're the AD uh, coach. Hey, man, I hey, can't we, remember. I, I uh, hey. Hey, if it's one, hey, we're 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 going to we're going to Madison Heights, man. Thank you. Are. Yeah. How does how, how does that happen when when you guys um have to schedule these games that are outside of conference? How 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 do you guys decide who like who gets to play at home and who, who's on the road? A lot a lot of it depends on you know like if if we have like six home games already, like we don't want another one. Like we we would like our kids to go on the road, so a lot of it just depends on what the rest of your schedule looks like. At least from our perspective, uh, we try to balance it out the best that we can. Hey, from from our perspective, our first year, if we could play all our games on the road. <laughs> we could play our games on the road. It's just for some reason our kids we we didn't play well at home. We did not play well at home. At all. <laughs> and it, it I, and it it was more so of like a mental thing, like it was a stigma. Like our seniors, our seniors had never won a home game. They won their first home game this year at like in four years. That wow. They had never won a home game. So their stigma was they always wanted to play on the road because that's a that was all that was only wins that they ever had in four years. I always thought I always thought the atmosphere at your place is pretty cool. Like the, the apartment buildings or whatever behind the visitors, oh, you know, no, it's, yeah. A, yeah, it's a cool little, it's a cool little unique um, place to play a high school football game. Oh, I always liked it. Oh. Um, Yeah. We got to turn it into an advantage for us, man. Mm-hmm. We got to get, we got to, we got to have our guys ready to go, man. Yeah. Um, Dante, um, Kind of go, going off what Coach Barnes was talking about um, uh, as you're going into next season, um, as the offensive coordinator, how do you build on the offense that you installed last season? I think it's more so of uh, trying to identify what worked. So, you know, taking taking the things that you want to be good at um, that you think are, you know, building blocks of not only the offense, but the program, like, what kind of kids do you think you're always going to have that, you know, this base of plays will be what you like to do. And then you kind of build everything else around that. Like, so you, you build your pass game around that. Um, like for us, I think that's our run game. Um, and we're more of like a gap scheme oriented team. Uh, and I think that, you know, between the skill guys and the linemen will always be, in that block, and I think more so of depending on who we have at quarterback will be what type of team we are in the pass game and or quarterback run game. So um, I, I think for for me, this offseason uh, has been more about 
uh, building our play action pass game to fit our run game because we were so dominant at times in our run game. I felt like it was a disservice that we weren't one of the best play action teams in the state. So um, that's been like one of my main focuses this off season. Um, Co Coach Garland, um, you had a lot of experience um, outside of football with working at, with uh, at-risk youth. And I was wondering how, how that experience um, translates to um, coaching high school football. Um, I, I bet there's a, a real um, um, like common dynamic there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yep. So I, you know, worked at a residential facility uh, with abused and neglected kids ages 12 to 18. Uh, I worked there for 12 years. Uh, I mean, the, the main thing, one of the, the key things you learn is patience, man. Patience. That's that's the main thing, uh, especially, you know, working with, you know, individual, you know, individuals is that you get to learn, you get to know them, you get to learn them. That's just the main thing that it teaches you. Uh I mean, you know, being in this profession, like you have to know know the kids. You have to know the kids. So uh, I'm not that type of coach that's going like if I don't have a relationship with the kid, which like a personal. So let's use this example, like you know, our quarterback and my brother. He's probably going to laugh at this. Like I'm more of a defensive guy. So you know, he's he's the offensive coach. He's the offensive coordinator. He's the assistant head coach. He spends his time a lot with the quarterback. So, you know, I don't say much to 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 the kid, you know, like just because I know like I'll probably trigger him or say the wrong thing. So, you know, like for that instance, I let my brother handle it. And him and the quarterback, you know, they have a have a great rapport. Like I have a good rapport with him, but my brother has a, a better one. So you just learn patience. You 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 learn, you learn the kids. That's the main thing. And that's what working at a res residential facility taught me, you know, just going deep, seeing the kid for who they are and, and, you know, what they are and just getting to learn them on a, you know, personal level. Yeah. You know, that seems to be a common theme when we, you know, when Tom and I, you know, have our guest on is that uh, I think we all come to an agreement when it comes to this coaching stuff. Like when, when you build relationships with kids and show that you care about them as a person and um, you care about their future, um, they want to play for you. Absolutely. And I think that that was like one of the main components that uh that we were able to to flip this thing you know so quickly it was just that like once the kids seen that we cared seen that we went above and beyond man it was it was like no turning back you know I mean that's the one of the main reasons we you know ripped off six straight you know so uh and then now like you know once once they you get that that connection and that bond now you can coach them a little bit harder. You know, so it goes hand in hand. Um, you, you guys, uh, um, Duan and, and Brian, uh, you guys uh, both had a unique experience of coaching at, at Wayne State. Um, can you guys both kind of talk about how that experience has um, helped you um, in your coaching um, journey, I guess? Yeah. Um, for, for me, um, I mean, the, the, I think the biggest thing I, two biggest things I took from that were, um, the amount of time and the amount of organization that goes into structuring, uh, college practices in, in the, in the week. Um, and it's something that I've tried to take with me 
as a head coach to see the attention to detail that goes into everything um, that, that goes into your, into your program. Um, and then the second part was the amount of amazing people I met down there. Um, I've met, I've met guys that, uh, you know, Joe Davis, who's now the offensive coordinator at Eastern Illinois. Uh, Brendan Farrell was a running backs coach at the time. He's now with the Miami dolphins. He has national championship rings with Alabama um, Tony Blankenship, who I consider a coaching mentor because I worked closely with him on the defensive side. Um, and ultimately is the reason my wife played women's professional football was because of him. Cause he, he coached the Detroit demolition and just, yeah, just met a great group of guys, um, that I'm still in touch with today. And so, um, those two things are the biggest, re- like, those are the biggest things I take from that experience. Yeah. Just to go off what coach Barnes said, I mean, uh, probably, the year I was there, I probably learned the most football literally in one year that I've learned my entire time coaching. Uh, you know, you learn, you know, attention to detail. Uh, you learn how to really like watch film, what to look for. And then it just becomes a habit. And, you know, that's something that that you carry. I met uh, a bunch of great people, uh, you know, Coach Winters, he gave me, you know, my first opportunity as a GA for that, I'll be, you know, forever grateful. Uh, coach Wooster, he's at, you know, he's the head coach at Grand Valley now. Uh, a couple of guys I GA with, uh, one of my best friends, Antoine Robinson. He's uh, he's still at Wayne State. He's the DC uh, there now. Uh, Shane Lackanaria, he's uh, coaching at Saginaw Valley State. Uh, another guy, GA, Ed Rennie, he's at a D3 school, uh, Muskegon, in Ohio. Uh, so, you know, I met a met a bunch of wonderful people, man. But, you know, just to go off that, like you learn attention to detail, you learn, you know, what a practice should look like, uh, how it should be ran. You know, you just learn a lot of stuff. And it doesn't, and, and it, it doesn't change regardless of the level of football in terms of that amount of organization, in my opinion, like the, the most successful schools, regardless of um, the size of their high school, in, in my opinion, like that attention to detail is key and, and, and the kids get coached up regardless of level. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that, that does, that does not change. Uh-huh. Another guy I met too, uh, coach, coach John Robinson. He's, uh, uh-huh. you know, he was a linebackers coach there. He went on a Valpo. Now he's, uh, you know, at Ann Arbor Gabriel Richard. So, you know, I met a bunch of wonderful people my time at Wayne state. Um, Dante, um, you got Mount Clemens is, is a relatively smaller school. I, I think um, a little over 200 kids. Um, how hard is it to have, like to build a football team and then keep the players engaged um, so they don't quit? Especially these days, there's so many other distractions. There's so many things to do other than play football. Um, how are you guys investing in, in, in the kids that you have and, and trying to reach out and get more players and, and grow your, your, your football program? Yeah, well, I think more so is uh, we're trying to we're trying to make it important. Right. We're trying to make football more important to the district and the community again. And we're also, you know, just trying to. You know, we spoke about it a little bit earlier, just trying to keep our kids. So, you know, for years, you know, eighth graders have been de- uh, defecting to Chip or Lance Cruz. Um, and mo- 
you know, a lot of their kids come from our, come from our little league team. Like uh, there's a lot of kids that are doing well right now in Macomb, Macomb County that played for the Mount Clement Barracudas. So, I mean, I think that that's been one of our biggest priorities is uh, repairing that relationship. And we have a, um, we have a rapport with those guys. We, we go over there, you know, every other day we, we used to watch their practices Um you know, they use the facilities uh, and, and more so about, you know, in our building, the kids that we just, our kids are our biggest advocates, man. Our kids love us. Um, you know, I get reports from one of our returning kids, uh, Nico, all the time. He's like, you know, I spoke to so-and-so or I spoke to this kid. I spoke to this kid. Like, I'm trying to get them to come to weightlifting or I'm trying to get them to come to speed training. So. Um, that's our, our biggest advantage is our relationship with the kids that we already have because uh, they go out and they, they kind of speak for us. So, yeah. What are like you, you touched on it. And I, and I think nowadays, um, I mean, it is what it is. Like there are, I mean, kids are schools and coaches are trying to poach your kids, you know, and it doesn't matter what, you know, school you're at. Like um, you guys have the luxury um you know, your middle school is inside your, uh, you know, your high school. So um, you guys are able to interact. Um, do you guys do anything in particular? Like, are you planning on like a, like a summer camp, youth camp for those kids? Or do you invite those kids to your practices or anything like that in particular to um, really get them closer to what you guys are doing? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we kind of like during the summer, we kind of help out with the, you know, the Barracudas. They have like uh, youth camp stuff. So. You know, we usually pop in and kind of like show our faces around there. Uh, and then like on, on the game days, we let those guys, you know, hang out in the locker room while we let them, you know, on the sideline with us just to, you know, we just want them to see how we operate, you know, kind of get that feeling of, man, you know, like by the time I, I get to high school, you know, we want to play for these coaches. So, we, you know, we just try to make it uh, a family atmosphere just so they kind of see how everything is ran and something they want to be a part of. It is wild because, um, you know, a couple of the, the universities that stopped in to, you know, visit some of our kids or talk to our kids, like, it. so at the division one, big 10 college level, or even in high school, like, like you have to, if, if you get good, you have to recruit your own kids too. So they right. don't leave. Like, okay. you know, you know what I mean? And maybe Absolutely. not so much, maybe not so much our, our programs, but like there are schools that, definitely like they have to worry about that you know they have to oh, talk yeah. to their kids about you know like hey stay away from so-and-so or or i remember coach at harper woods that i would tell my kids all the time if like if you get schools or coaches reaching out to you like you need to tell me right. um and i'm going to take care of it because that's not you know i mean that's an unfortunate reality of um high school football right now right yeah it's uh you know get that this is what I say, man. The NCAA, they got the transfer portal. So does high school, man. They got the high school transfer portal. It's <laughs> wild, man. It's so, <laughs> crazy. Which, but I, I, it's, it's again, it's reassuring though. Like, like I, 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 to hear you guys say that, like, you know, you're doing things the right way. Like, you know what I mean? You're building relationships with your kids, and you're building a relationship. Like, you're focusing on the kids that are in your district. Like, you're doing you things the right way. Like, you have to. You have and you, you, everything else you, is not. Everything else I, isn't sustainable. I agree. And you just, you just prove that you can have success and you had it immediately with your kids that are there. If you just do it the right way, you know, and that, that should be like the standard. So like 
So like any kid or parent or coaches that want to like, you know, the grass is always greener or, you know, or, or as a coach, you're going to go try to steal, like do it the right way. Like, what are you teaching these kids? Right. Like, yeah. you know, you, you just taught them like, no, like, like work hard, you know, have, have a vision and, and do your, and do what you got to do and you're going to be successful. Man, yeah. We literally, we literally, and my brother know where I'm about to go with this. We literally lost three kids to chip like two weeks before camp, two weeks before camp. All three, all three were starters. Well, all three were starters. Uh, uh, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman. They were brothers. They, they, uh, they had literally, they literally moved like maybe a couple of weeks before then, and we were kind of teetering back and forth on, on keeping them or not, and they had made the decision that they were leaving. So. And, yeah, guys, you know, awesome. You know, again, love, love hearing about your success story. Um, you know, I know you guys will have continued success in the uh, 2023 season and beyond. And, uh, you know, just a reminder to everybody that our, um, our Twitter handle, if you want to reach out to us is at inside the office. Um, and you can send us a, a direct message. Um, you know, we're always looking for show ideas and we're always looking for guests on the show to help promote the game of football in the state of Michigan. And, uh, Coach Garland and Garland, could you guys um, could you guys share with us if if you're interested? Like we, you know, we try to network as well. Your Twitter handles or or any other social media platform um, you use that uh, you know other coaches could reach out to you. Uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, on on Twitter, I'm uh, PhD Line Coach uh, on Twitter. Uh, pretty sure it's the same on Instagram as well. Uh, you know, email. G A R L A N D D at M T P S dot O R G. Awesome. Thank you. Uh Dante. Uh yep. My Twitter. Yep. My Twitter is uh at the underscore coach underscore G6. So the coach G six on Twitter. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. And the the last thing we ask, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to our show or not. Hopefully now you will. And, you know, you can pr promote this as much as you can. But uh, we like to ask every one of our guests at the end, you know, is there a is there a, is a, there a specific tradition or something unique to your program that you do? Um, it can be a drill. It can be like a cheer. Uh, it can be a, you know, pregame thing or a game day thing where everybody dresses up or whatnot. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at Mount Clemens. Um, it could be maybe one of your other stops, but I think it'd be really cool if it was Mount Clemens. Um, Cause you guys are there now. Is there something really cool that, that you guys do that uh, it could be, you know, whatever you chant during your jumping jacks, you know, it can be anything like that. Is there anything really unique and cool that you guys do that uh, you want to share? Uh, yeah, my, my brother, man, it's something, you know, we, we picked up at, uh, Fitzgerald, uh, just like our prayer and, you know, uh, my brother, he, he does it before every game once, uh, you know, we, we go out, uh, before we, we go out on the field. So like right before kickoff. So that's something we've done. Uh, I think we, did we start at week one? I mean, that's, you know what? I don't think we did a week one. That's probably no, we didn't. We said, mm -hmm. we said that's why we got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we it makes sense now. We didn't do a week one. When, when God's not on your side, uh, you guys are right. This is good. <laughs> that's too funny. Awesome. Tom, this has been great again. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great, great having you guys on. 
Thank you so much. No and don't, time and don't, and, and don't worry going into week nine. Like I, I'm going to, you know, we've, yeah. I know I, again, I know why you guys scheduled that. One. Now I is know. that game week nine? Is that the game where if you guys make the prep bowl, that game doesn't get played or is that, is, is that game? Okay. So there's a chance correct. that it might not happen. Yeah, uh, correct. I mean, you know, we, we graduate 19 dudes as I've said oh, many boy, a time. Yeah. So you, so, you, so you know what, we're, we're, we're going to be pretty competitive and there's not a doubt in my mind. We'll give it our best shot. We'll that just happens, means, bro. hey, Tom, Tom. That just means that they're gonna go on another, uh, another run. They'll be eight. They'll be eight. No, the game won't be played. <laughs> <laughs> well, be see, so for anybody, anybody who's listening to this, don't listen to Coach Barnes. <laughs> come on, we'll be at Ford Field again. We'll be. No, come on, we uh, we'll be looking for a week nine. Come on. So now. how does that work? If you, if you guys are just you guys just kind of have to hang out and and see what happens with that. And then it, no, can you get an opponent, like a backup opponent somehow? So the, the Catholic league does a nice job with it. So basically what's going to happen is, you know, we all schedule our week nine opponents and um, there's just an understanding that, um, you know, the, the second place team, um, you know, for example, um, like the, there'll be something where they'll, they'll play Mount Clemens in our place. Like it's just the way it would work or whoever we play um, potentially or whoever we would play in the prep bowl. If we, you know, we get there um, actually their opponent, I think would play, yeah. would play you guys. Yeah. I screwed uh, that up. Yeah. Their yeah. opponent then with just an understanding that they would play. Yeah. And, and, and everybody, all the Catholic league teams, when they schedule their week nine, they're supposed to, you know, let their potential opponent know, Hey, there's a chance this could happen. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's well, a long I, way. That's yeah. a long way off. It sure is. Yeah. Long way off. Just but it, could, it comes one. quick, man. You guys know how fast the the, the summer goes. You know, man. Like it's already we're already mid February and um it's going fast. So you got to stay on your toes here. Get get things going, man. Absolutely. Just like Brian, Tom, man. I just want to say I appreciate appreciate you guys having us, man. Uh. Love what you guys are doing. Continue to continuing to move the game forward and pay it back, man. I love it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, dude, this has been a, a great time, man. You guys are a lot of fun. Um, I wish you a lot of success. Um, I know I'm kind of crossing my fingers now. I obviously want Coach Barnes to go to, to the prep bowl again, but it might be pretty fun to see you guys uh, go head to head. So I guess we'll have to see how things play out. Man, me and me and Coach Barnes been supposed to link up since since the summer. I'm still I'm still waiting on the invite, man. He his invite is gonna be week nine when he tries to. <laughs> <laughs> he I come on now. I've already heard the early point spread is Mount Clemens by fourteen. That's what I was told. Right, right. Right. That's what I was told. So I'm like, so now I gotta like motivate my kid. You know, come on. was that on the the goose poop? Yeah, that's it. Funny thing, funny thing about before we leave, funny thing about Goose Poop is uh so before the season, they had like the little uh preseason projections and they projected us to win eight games. And and me and my brother look at each other and go, How are we supposed to do this in one? We just got here. Yeah. <laughs> we just got here. We got close, we got the seven. It- he yeah, obviously, close. yeah, I was gonna say he obviously knows what he's talking about. Yeah, we got Which is cool. Yeah, it was no, literally, this is my last thing. Like, literally, after week one, I was like, I literally sat my staff down. And I was like, man, 
I apologize to you guys for what I got you guys into. I I I, I really I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. My brother, he goes, he's like, man, because you know, like we started running Veer at first. We were like spread Veer concepts. Then he's like, man, we don't got the personnel. So he literally scraps the playbook like on a Sunday, installs a whole new offense like Monday, and now we're like a 12 personnel team and we're running power duo counter. And we're just 12 personnel. And we you know what? I was going to say, you know what, though, Dewan? Like, I, kn- I knew you guys were going to be fine because we we talked a little bit before your week two game against yeah. Pontiac. And, like, I, I knew yep. – I could tell your demeanor and, and your mindset that, like, your your kids are going to be ready. Like, you you knew – I mean, I, I knew it even if you you – I mean, as coach, I mean, we go through a season with our ups right. and downs emotionally, right, ourselves. And like, but I, I knew I could tell you guys are going to be okay. So, yeah, because I remember we talked to and you were like, man, just keep doing what you're doing, everything, everything is going to be all right. I literally remember that. Yep. Likewise. So, I, I appreciate you guys again. Thanks. Oh, man. We appreciate no, you guys as well, man. Got it. Well, all right, fellas. Um, this has been great. Um, and like I said, I wish you guys m- much success. We're looking forward to the season. And, um, you know, um, you guys, we're just going to keep doing this show. We try to do it every week. Um, we're always looking for guests. Uh, so if you guys know anyone that um, would like to come on the podcast and, and, and talk football, um, send, send them our way. Um, and then anybody listening, you can hit, hit us up on Twitter. You know, we're always looking to talk football. Um so, um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Inside the Coach's Office uh, for uh, Dante Garland and Dewan Garland um, and Coach uh, Brian Barnes. Um, I just want to say uh, thanks for listening and uh, have a good night. All right, you guys have a good one.